Hey everyone, good morning or good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Texas Values Report. My name is Nicole Hudgens and I'm the Senior Policy Analyst for Texas Values. We're the largest statewide organization focusing on faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And with me in the studio today is Mary Elizabeth, our policy advisor. Mary Elizabeth, how are you doing this morning? How's It's Friday for us. Our listeners, it'll be Saturday. Um, how's your morning going? Yeah, it's going okay. Have a little bit of allergies, but I think that's typical here in Austin, so I've heard. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I was in Lubbock three years uh, for three years before I moved here, and I didn't have any allergies, but they didn't have grass or <laughs> trees. So, so getting used to Austin and its beautiful scenery, but also the side effects of that. <laughs> yes. I know it well. I was actually born in West Texas, so they've got the wind. Yeah. But you're so right; you don't yeah. really struggle with allergies in in Lubbock. But here, you know, right. the grass is green, and, and <laughs> the trees and the pollen do not help with the allergies. Definitely. Well, we've got coffee this morning. Yeah, I've got one of my favorite drinks: uh, iced vanilla latte with oat milk or oat juice, as we like to say in the office. Um, And then you've got, what do you have this morning? I think I have a caramel blend with soy milk. You know, I usually like the caramel macchiatos, Mm -hmm. and so I just like the caramel flavor whenever I can. You know, it gives you a break from just, like, drinking it straight black, which, you know, is definitely needed in this business. So (laughs) I know, right? I still haven't gotten to where I'm drinking straight black. Well, I, I take that every now and then, every now and then. I will if I'm doing like Whole30 or something. But um, we're so excited that you've tuned in to the show this morning to join Mary Elizabeth and I. <clears throat> you know, we j- just a couple weeks ago had our Faith and Family Day with Texas Values. And, and for our listeners, if you've never heard of Texas Values, we are um, the Family Policy Council for the state of Texas. We focus on the issues of life, marriage, religious freedom, human sexuality, And the way we do that is at the Capitol, in the courts, and in the courts of public opinion, the media. So we're at the Capitol. Mary Elizabeth and I are at the Capitol every day (laughs) talking to legislators and staff and advancing pro-family policies. We're helping with the drafting. Even this week, you know, helping with drafting language, with advocating, testifying, um, letting legislators know where we stand on pro-family issues. And then we have our legal team, which uh, works in the courts occasionally. And then the Court of Public Opinion, the media. Uh, We had interviews this week. We're Mm -hmm. on Facebook Live now. We're doing a radio show. Yeah. So, um, but Mary Elizabeth, this is your first session. Yeah. And so how's it going so far? Yeah, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, it's not as bad as they say it is. But now I think it's getting to that point where it is as bad as they say it is. <laughs> so, I mean, it's very busy, but it's also very fun. You're always on your toes and you always get to do a lot of interesting things and see a lot of interesting things. So that's it's really right. fun. Yes. And, and I'm glad to hear that you're saying that you're it's, it's still fun. Um, I know that we've got the budget that's coming up. We'll talk about that later. That'll be a late night, likely. Um, they like to add a lot of amendments to the budget. So the budget discussion can take a lot of time and it, it takes a lot of time, you know, being in the legislative session, it's, it's 140 days mm-hmm. and things are now finally picking up. Uh, but as I said earlier, we had our faith and family day last week. I actually had the flu, which was awful yeah, and was sorry. Uh, it was not good. Um, 
felt like I was running mission control, though, from my room uh, with Faith and Family Day going. But you were there. Um, from what I saw of the videos and heard from people, it was great. But tell our listeners a little bit about what happened during Faith and Family Day. Yeah, it was a really great event. We had a lot of people come out. Um, shout out to the Fredericksburg Tea Party. They were there in large number. Uh, wow. and so we had a lot of people come. Um, <clears throat> we had a lot of great speakers. Uh, some of my favorites were... Um, the speaker from Concerned Women of America, Dr. Garrison, who really explained well some of the societal changes and kind of the implications of the transgender movement and what that means for society, you know, as a whole. And so another great speaker was, you know, Cindy Asmussen and also Tracy Bradford. And these were just like really great presentations, you know, kind of informing the people on what they need to know, what's going on in law and policy and how it affects their own lives. That's so good. And then y'all had the rally, which was really exciting, hearing from different legislators oh, yeah. talking about the bills that they're supporting. <clears throat> um, and, and that's what I love about Faith and Family Day is, like you said, you know, being able to be briefed on the issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I know our, our boss, Jonathan Sines, uh, the president of Texas Values, talked about some of the issues we're working on. You had Texas Homeschool Coalition, you know, like you said, Cindy with Southern Baptist Texas Convention, um, Tracy Bradford with Texas Eagle Forum, so many great organizations. And being able to be briefed and then lobby for those issues, you know, showing people how to go to the Capitol and talk to your legislator, you know, how to talk to them about the issues. And then yeah. the rally, you know, getting to hear what the legislators are working on and different stories, a really compelling story I know was Jeff Younger, whose son is being forced to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just such a, a sad case that this child is, is caught in the middle of a, a really sad divorce case and, and the child is being forced to transition. Um, so a lot of really compelling testimony you heard David B. Wright from 40 Days for Life was there I know that he probably you know everyone was excited to see him he's a fantastic speaker and just somebody who really very uh, kind person too if you ever get a chance to meet him yes oh that's so true he really is and somebody who's really made a difference in the pro-life movement you know founding 40 Days for Life and then uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West I heard did an amazing job as well yes so we had a great group of people. <clears throat> and listen, that's not the only day you can come to the Capitol. Um, you can come to the Capitol any day. But if you sign up for our, our email alerts at txvalues.org, you can find out when some of these bills that you heard at Faith and Family Day, you can find out when they're going to be heard. And you can come to the Capitol and testify. Um, we'll talk a little bit about what happened this week on some of the bills and some of the bills that are coming up next week. But go to txvalues.org, sign up for our email list. You can also uh, text the word TXVALUES to 797979. Of course, don't do that if you're driving in your car right now. Um, <laughs> but when you when you get home or, or you're at, maybe you're at work or, you know, taking a break, text the word TXVALUES to 797979, and we'll send you a text alert. So really working on updating technology and making sure we're up to date. So I'm, I'm really excited about that text alert. Uh, text alert list. So, okay, this week has been a busy week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has. We hit the ground running, and next week we're going to hit the ground running even harder. But so Monday at Speed 22, Senate Bill 22 by Senator Donna Campbell was heard. <clears throat> this is the bill that would um, stop, you know, you've heard of Austin, 
allowing Planned Parenthood to rent the building that the city owns, and really what taxpayer own, uh, building for a dollar a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and it this is to Planned Parenthood um, is getting to rent this building, the same organization that's known for selling baby body parts, for covering up child sex abuse, um, Medicaid fraud, uh, even you know, looking into all of these problems with this organization, they're getting a dollar rent. Uh, goodness, I need a little bit more coffee. Rent for a dollar a year. Um, but yet people in that community are seeing their property taxes go up hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. But this bill goes a little bit beyond that. And Mary Elizabeth, you testified in the Senate's State Affairs Committee. And you talked to the senators about, um, you know, why this bill is needed. So tell us a little bit about the testimony that you gave uh, on Monday. Yeah, so in my testimony, I kind of explained that there are like two myths that Planned Parenthood tries to portray in Austin of why they need a dollar rent. And like the first one is that, you know, they'll say that they're a nonprofit and maybe they don't have the funds for this. But, you know, there's evidence that they had at least $1.25 million to renovate. And so if they had that just to renovate, then they have more than enough money, you know, to take care of their business and pay rent just like everyone else in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And on the plus side, you know, people are struggling in that neighborhood. And that's some place where, you know, it's a blue collar, working class, you know, neighborhood, and they're being forced out of their homes. But this very controversial place is getting off basically scot-free or for a dollar. And then secondly, I just discussed, you know, they'll say that they're also an organization that provides services to people, you know, who can't get anything anywhere else. They'll say like, oh, we provide STD testing, you know, for low-income people. But, you know, there's several other places where people can go for those types of tests um, that aren't Planned Parenthood. And at the end of the day, you know, It's about that they're an abortion provider. You know, they lie about saying they give mammograms, whereas, you know, Susan G. Komen and the YWCA and all these other places give, you know, women health care services for free or for reduced price. But Parenthood doesn't do that. They are mostly an abortion provider, and people need to realize that. Right, exactly. You know, there was a lot of discussion when the Center for Medical Progress videos came out um, showing Planned Parenthood uh, staff talking about the sale of baby body parts. And there's a lot of discussion about, you know, are there other organizations that do what Planned Parenthood does that aren't, you know, aren't aborting children, that Mm -hmm. aren't doing these horrible things. And there are, there's federally qualified healthcare centers. As you said, there are other groups that will do the same services without the controversy um, and and actually providing real healthcare. So, <clears throat> you know, what, what Senate Bill 22 did was ensuring that state and local tax dollars are not going towards abortion providers um, and, and affiliates. It's, it's also ensuring that local tax dollars aren't going towards lobbying for those organizations. I remember right. when the Center for Medical Progress videos came out in the city of Austin – decided to pass a resolution saying that they were going to use uh, part of their legislative efforts to lobby on behalf of Planned Parenthood. And mm. that was, as a taxpayer, you know, that's that's one big discussion we're seeing at the Capitol right now. Right, Should taxpayer absolutely. dollars be used for lobbying? Mm-hmm. But to lobby for an organization 
that has done all these horrible things right. that is not pro women um that is that is not helping uh the society then that's that's not right you know that's another reason why you know we don't want um our taxpayer dollars going to yeah. towards that organization and exactly. so yeah i think the um, I'm thankful that Senator Donna Campbell has put this bill forward. We saw it passed mm-hmm. seven to zero. Yeah, uh, thankfully, really thankful for that. Yeah, <clears throat> and so that'll go on to the Senate floor for those who maybe aren't as familiar familiar with the legislative process. You have a bill that's heard in committee, um, then it goes to the the chamber floor. So in this case, it's a Senate bill. So it was heard in a Senate committee. It goes to the Senate floor. And then it goes over to the House. Um, But there's a House companion to that bill, Representative Candy Noble's bill. And so that bill will be heard in committee and then go to the floor. And eventually, and then, you know, once they come together, it'll go to the governor's desk and hopefully be signed. So and and I know that um, it's going to be really exciting to see this bill continue to to build momentum and, and support. And let listen, if you're a listener and you want your legislator to know your Senate member to know that you support Senate Bill 22, that you don't want your taxpayer dollars going towards Planned Parenthood and other abortion organizations, um, whether it be through a lease or lobbying contracts, we encourage you, contact your senator. You can find out more um, at txvaluesaction.org to find out who represents you. And then that was just Monday. <laughs> right. You know, day-long <laughs> hearing. We had some media interviews. We, you know, we were talking to, to members. Then Tuesday was another mm-hmm. important bill. Yeah. The Texas Born Alive Infant Protection Act. I'm going to say that one more time. The Texas Born Alive Infant Protection Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Elizabeth, you testified in that committee hearing as well. That was yeah. in the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about the testimony you gave. Yeah, so I just basically told them how this bill will help save children's lives. You know, they should be treated as humans because they are. I mean, they're outside of the womb. We believe that, you know, you're human at conception. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this is even past that. This is a baby that is born alive. And it's just inhumane to think that, you know, because this baby did the miraculous thing of surviving an abortion attempt, that you try to take that life once they're outside the womb. And we've seen so many um, women and men, you know, who were babies who survived abortion and they're alive and well today. And it just shows, you know, how important life is and how you just can't take this something away. It's not um, it's not really a decision you have the right to make morally or ethically. And I think we should hold doctors to that standard of mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to not do harm. That's right. And they take that oath. And so we need to hold them to that when it's, you know, someone who's a day old or 100 days old, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you gave a great testimony, especially with your legal background. And you talked about that. The ethics of, of the medical providers is, mm-hmm. is to do no harm. To, yeah. And they should be held to that standard. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, we've seen where the state of New York just legalized abortion up to 40 weeks where, mm. I mean, that to me is just, it just, it breaks my heart. Like to think that a child could be aborted up to 40 weeks, you know, and, and yeah. when, when we heard this bill was laid out, um, you gave testimony and then um, I was able to give testimony. Uh, I forgot, wanted to mention too, what has happened in Virginia. You heard, the governor of Virginia talking about how he 
thought it was okay that a child who survived an abortion should be put to death after it was born. And so that's where you saw, you know, Texas coming. That's where we came with the response Mm -hmm. to say, no, not on our watch, not in our state. And then we saw at the federal level, they tried to pass protections for children who had been born alive. And they um, they couldn't even vote it in the in the U.S. Senate. That was extremely concerning. And Mm -hmm. so all of, you know, you had New York, Virginia, the the federal government, the Senate, um, unable to protect the unborn. And that's that's where the, the Texas response of the Texas Infant Born Alive Protection Act uh, came into came into play. And, and I'm just so thankful that this bill has been filed. It's been heard <clears throat> in the Senate. And on Monday, it's going to be heard in the House uh, mm-hmm. under HB 16. So this is the House version of the Texas Born Alive Infant Protection yeah, Act. And I know that, you know, this story hit home a little, a little bit for me because I was born about two months early. And because of uh, I was in fetal distress, I like to joke with my parents, I wanted to make a dramatic entrance. Uh, <laughs> really wasn't up to me. But, um, you know, my mom, she was about seven months pregnant with me and mm-hmm. went in for a normal checkup. <clears throat> and the doctors began to run tests. They ran some more tests and they found out that I was in fetal distress. And so they had an emergency section uh, on my mom that day. And when I was born, there were a num- you know, there were doctors, there more than one doctor. There were four or five nurses re- ready to do whatever it took to keep me alive, uh, to take me to NICU, to do whatever it took to make sure that I stayed alive. And there's no difference between me and another child who has been born, who survived an abortion. I mean, obviously, they have been through much worse, mm-hmm. but the value of a human being is the same. And yeah, so the, absolutely. the fact that, you know, these children who have gone through so much already, they're born, they're outside of the womb. Uh-huh. You know, this isn't a, a, right. a pro-choice issue. This is right. literally the child is outside the womb. Yeah, it's exactly. infanticide to kill it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so this bill is just making sure that that's not happening in the yeah. state of Texas. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm just so thankful to Senator Colcourse who filed it in the Senate. And then we've got Representative Leach, who is carrying it in the House. That's going to be a really important hearing. Um, you're going to hear more. There's going to be some really important invited testimony Uh on on Monday. And mm-hmm. I just encourage you, if you were in the Austin area, if you listen, if you're all the way in Lubbock, Texas, you know, we encourage you come to the Capitol, come testify <clears throat> on behalf of uh, these bills. Maybe there's another bill, you know, we've got religious freedom, uh, religious freedom bills like HB 1035, ensuring yes. that, you know, anybody, you know, whether you're a wedding vendor, if you, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if you're in the state of Texas, there's, if, if you're, uh, Healthcare provider, number of different professions that were that's being focused on in that bill, mm-hmm. um, just making sure that the government's not going to punish you for your religious beliefs on yeah. marriage and sexuality. You know that's yeah. where we're seeing a lot of court cases across the country. Um, if you want to come testify for that bill, if you want to let your legislator know that you support that bill and that they should co-sponsor that bill, mm-hmm. you know we encourage you go to TX Values Action, find out who represents you, let them know that you support <clears throat> support these bills. Um, I know we're starting to run out of time, uh, which is, I feel like the conversation's just been going so fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been a lot happening, so it's a lot to cover. It is. It is a lot to cover. Um, I want to touch 
quickly, though, you know, there have been some really great bills that have been filed and and Mm -hmm. we're hearing testimony on. But there's been some bad bills that have been filed. Uh, Yeah. Let's talk about those real quick. Quite a few. The ban the Bible bills. Uh, Mary Elizabeth, tell us a little bit of what is a ban the Bible bill? So a ban the Bible (laughs) bill is basically a bill that is keeping Christians from living their lives is keeping Christians from operating their businesses, is keeping them from making a living and being able to be a Christian, too, which is something that's protected under the First Amendment. And so these bills are trying to say, well, you can't uh, believe in what you believe in because it offends this small group of people. And basically these bills are saying that if you're a Christian counselor, you can't counsel based on your beliefs or you have to counsel contrary to -hmm. what you believe as a person. That's right. There's a number of bills. Uh, You can go to nobibleban.com to find out all of the bills that have been filed. But like you said, you know, these are bills that use the terms uh, they create a new protected class uh-huh. of sexual orientation and gender identity and these are the bills these are the types of policies that we've seen used directly against Jack Phillips the cake baker in Colorado mm-hmm. uh, against counselors we've seen them used against wedding vendors and business owners um, really concerning to see you know not only that they're not allowing people to exercise their religious beliefs in their workplace. I mean, to live out their faith. Right. But there's criminal penalties. Yeah. If you don't affirm the LGBT agenda, there's right. criminal penalties. Um, if you if you don't accept accept this, you know, this agenda, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. The fact that and and it's you know it's some of these bills we've seen. It's not even within. You know, sometimes you have a bill, you have to kind of read the context of the bill and mm-hmm. and really research. It's in the heading that it's a criminal offense Yeah, <clears throat> if you don't comply with these laws. Mm-hmm. So we encourage you, go to NoBibleBan.com, tell your legislator um, to, to oppose these Ban the Bible bills. Um, really concerning what we're seeing yeah. uh, with the bills that have been filed. You touched on one of them that specifically that touched on counselors, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've talked to people who have been in the LGBT lifestyle and they got the counseling and the help that they needed Mm -hmm. and really were able to have um, have the counseling that they needed, the help that they needed. Um, And and in some cases, you know, one of the stories I heard, Walt Heyer, you know, became a Christian and mm-hmm. his faith um, is what restored his identity and now is living a wonderful life um, and is whole and healed. And it's just concerning that, you know, people like Walt, if some of these bills, you know, were passed, they wouldn't be able to have that option. You know, right. there's cons- I mean, even even if even if somebody was was for the LGBT agenda, surely we can at least agree that a client and a counselor should have the option of knowing of, of if somebody says I'm struggling but I want a Christian counselor they should be able to go to a Christian counselor yeah, and the absolutely. Christian counselor should be able to to counsel according to their sincerely held religious beliefs right so <clears throat> I don't know sometimes I feel like when we're, when we're in this world it's just like this is common sense but unfortunately common sense isn't common anymore <laughs> uh, yeah so right <clears throat> um Listen, we've got the budget coming up this week. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth, you've been helping on that. We've been doing a lot of research. Um, and we just encourage you. I'm looking at the time. We've got three minutes left to, to say everything we need to. Um, but listen, Mary Elizabeth and I are going to be on the ground 
Our team is on the ground monitoring what's happening in the state of Texas at the Texas Capitol. You know, we've talked, um, there's a book out, As Texas Goes, So Goes the Rest of the Nation. Yeah. Um, because it's known, you know, I, I remember when I worked in Congress, they talked about, you know, they asked the question, what's happening in Texas on these pro-family issues? Because we're known as we're known for setting the standard for the rest of the nation when it comes to faith, family, and freedom. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, legislature meets only once every two years. Right. And so, if we're going to move, <clears throat> if we're going to advance the line for pro-family policies, mm-hmm. this is when we need to act. Yeah. Um, and so, I just encourage you go to our website, sign up for the text alerts. You know, maybe you're listening and. You may not be able to come to the Capitol, but you want to donate. You want to donate to um, our 501c3, Texas Values, or maybe you want to donate to our C4, Texas Values Action. You can go to our websites uh, and click the donate button. And, you know, we've got to keep the lights on and and our office is just two blocks from the Capitol. So to be able to to have a building downtown Austin is not cheap, but we want to be able to be there so that when things happen quickly and I mean, you've seen Mary Elizabeth, you can get alert that a bill's coming up. Right, <laughs> you exactly. Only got so much time to act or, you know, maybe there's amendments coming up or, or, you know, as we get later into the session, committee hearings can be called last minute. Um, so for us to be able to get to the Capitol quickly is important. So if you want to donate, we encourage you, um, you know, no donation is too small and certainly no donation is too large. So right. we, we just appreciate you taking the time uh, to listen. And Mary Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today. We're sitting in for Jonathan. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for all yes, the work that you're doing. Of course. Thanks for the opportunity. It's It's been exciting. It's been exciting. We're expanding our policy team. And um, we hope we thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the Texas Values Report. Mm-hmm. And we just encourage you that, um, you know, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So we hope you rejoice on this Friday or Saturday if you're listening. And um, please stay tuned for our next updates on what's happening on Faith, Family, and Freedom. <laughs>